Getting tossed onto the back burner of my mind is not a good thing. It can't be helped though. On any given week, I have a stack of ideas that I want to turn to, but researching is only 10% of the equation. Writing takes the brunt of my effort. It really slows me down. I can't just plow through these topics like most seem to. And so, to the back burner it goes. Khalifa, Queen of California, is one I've been wanting to cover for some years now. It's always just kind of been swimming around in my head. And here it is. Khalifa, Queen, <clears throat> Khalifa, Queen of California, is one I've been wanting to cover for some years now. It's always been swimming around in my mind. And here it is. Hot off the press. Let me know your thoughts. Also, before we get any further, please do me a favor and like this video, subscribe to the channel, you know the drill, if you haven't done so already. Thank you, the management. And there she is, Queen Khalifa herself. And for whatever reason, it jumped to the end of the article. So let's scroll on up. There she is. Califia, Queen of California. <laughs> if I do happen to butcher her name, just remember, I butcher everybody's name. First published March 15th, 2022 on the Gregorian calendar. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for the gatekeepers to debunk the mud flood narrative, and it seems they've already begun. For the most part, our controllers are biding their time, seeing if this thing really takes off, which it most certainly has. Taking tabs on who's waking up, I suppose. And people are most certainly waking up. Perhaps you are one of them. But so far, their attempts have carried the weight of a wheezing woodchuck without its inhaler. They're going to have to call Putin up on the phone and ask that he start a world war in the media just to shut this conversation down. You're probably already aware that there are maps depicting California as an island. Well, the Wikipedia decided to make a move and address the issue. I stumbled upon it by accident while skimming through an article on Calafia, thereby prompting this paper, and thought it might be a good idea to take a screenshot of the reaction. Before I show it to you, though, this is how they began their article. Calafia, or Califia, is the fictional queen of the island of California, first introduced by 16th century poet Garci Rodriguez de Montalvo, another name I'll probably butcher all throughout, in his epic novel of chivalry, The Adventures of Esplandian, written around 1510. The Californias, a region of North America encompassing the U.S. state of California and the Mexican states of Baja California and Baja California Sur, take their name from Calafia and her kingdom. For clarification, this is the opening paragraph to the life of Queen Calafia of California. I would have been completely complacent in, in knowing that our controllers designated her a quote-unquote fictional character like Prometheus or Heracles. But then they wasted no time in telling us how the discoverers of California only based this name upon a novel. Yes, you heard me right. A novel. An epic one, we are told. Chivalrous, too. But still a novel. 
Too bad all the land of the known world is already discovered, because then they could name entire continents after Narnia or Hogwarts. After being told the state of California in North America was named after an adventure novel, written in the whereabouts of 1510, we then come to learn who inspired its author. Get ready for more of the usual antics. You may want to set a paperweight over your eyes while you're at it. You know, to stop them from rolling with sarcasm. Don't say I didn't warn you. This is what we read. The first voyage of Christopher Columbus in the late 15th century sparked a new interest in the search for terrestrial paradise, a legendary land of ease and riches with beautiful women wearing gold and pearls. Spanish author Montalvo drew upon reports from the New World to add interest to his fantasy world of chivalry and battle, of riches, victory, and loss, of an upside-down depiction of traditional sex roles. Around the year 1500, in his novel, The Adventures of Esplandian, he writes, and I cut that part out about what he writes, Christopher Columbus. Yes, they just went there again. Christopher Columbus. Apparently, scientific proof that the Earth is a globe rather than flat is in the fact that Columbus sailed from Spain to the Americas. Sigh. I know. And now we come to learn that Spanish author Garci Rodriguez de Montalvo was so inspired by the man in the myth, Columbus, that he drew upon his reports imagining a fantasy world of his own, one which aimed at directing his readers at a terrestrial paradise. Take a mental note of that. Try to follow the deductive reasoning of this magic bunny trail. In turn, we are told, map makers went out of their way to design the world which Montavo imagined a reality by converting the land of California into an island. That's the official explanation. I'm not making this up. It's what the Wikipedia expects of our acumen. Follow along. And as you can see right there, there is a picture of a, or a map of California. And it says, an early conception of the island of California. This map is the result of partial exploration and guesswork. Were you able to make sense of that? California as an island is an early conception, quote unquote, and the result of partial exploration and guesswork. Are they being serious? We're being pranked, right? Our controllers are pranking us. Yes, that's it. I think we're being pranked right now. Lame. Next, they will be telling us the worldwide mud flood events were the result of post-enlightenment people everywhere becoming too displaced and lazy to pull out a broom and sweep off the front porch for 200 years thereby accumulating in 14 to 20 feet of dust bunnies and the dire need to restructure buildings with front entrances on the second story, just so that they can go out to the grocery store and back. Must have been binge-watching too many Netflix videos. It's also why I started out saying, I'm on the edge of my seat, waiting. Mind you, they only show us one map. Not two or three or seven or eleven. Just one. Apparently, 
a single but well-financed mapmaker, navigated America scribbling on his doodle pad, so determined to discover a mythological landscape from a New York Times bestseller that he never even took the time to sail around the island just to be certain that it was one. He merely imagined it to be so, and then returned home to tell everyone about it. Ridiculous. This is what the official narrative is going with. Never mind the fact that you can clearly see coastlines on the island, but also beaches lighting the main continent. And I'll remind you, it's not just one map. The island of California can be found on many maps. Probably dozens of maps. Maybe even hundreds, for all I know. It's not like the internet is the end of all truth. Ever check out the map room in the Vatican Library? Yeah, me neither. I wouldn't be surprised if they have the moon map in their arsenal as well. Anyways, here's several more from my own collection. And as you can see on every single one, scroll back up and scroll back down. California, it's an island. Quite the fan base emanating from a fictional novel, it seems. People everywhere were reading about the make-believe adventures of Calephia and then scribbling in a kingdom for her. How nice of them. Suddenly, the plotline to the 1978 Superman movie is sounding more and more plausible by the minute. And by that, I mean from a perspective in an Intel movie. If you recall... Lex Luthor was buying up land because he wanted to nuke the San Andreas fault line, or whatever, and create beachfront property. No, I am not saying a nuke would part California too. Don't be ridiculous. Nukes are a hoax. I simply figure the people standing around the water cooler at Langley were seeking out fresh ideas from past projects, and somebody suggested revisiting the former island of California, which they lied to everybody about. And since not enough Americans were hugging their butts underneath a desk as of late, best to bring back the Zionist nuke narrative. Leave it to Superman to further indoctrinate us into the American way. And then there is the other elephant in the room. If I'm to accept the explanation of our gatekeepers, that mapmakers were simply playing make-believe, then I'm pressed to conclude that they were outright lying about the continents of the world, which is very much true. Even I'll agree to that. They were lying. But not just the mapmakers. Even historians were in on the fabricated narrative. Here, I'll show you. The map before us is given the title, A New and Accurate Map of the World. As you can see, California is an island. But then notice it's dated 1626. That is a problem, considering Antarctica's inclusion. Antarctica wouldn't be officially discovered until 1820, according to the official narrative. I just pulled out the calculator, and that's a 194-year difference. You will tell me it says the Southern Unknown Land thereby proving that it hadn't been discovered yet. Amazing. 
how they envisioned a large icy land to be discovered at the bottom of the globe so that a master mason might sail there and prove a mapmaker's imaginative inkling to be true. Simply amazing. Anywho, our controllers managed to drop several bombshells into the er, article on Caliphia, thinking nobody will notice, but I did. One happens rather quickly and involves her actual name, Caliphia. This is what we're told, follow along. The name Caliphia was likely formed from the Arabic word Caliphia, Khalifa, religious state leader. That is known as Caliph in English and Caliphah in Spanish. Similarly, the name of Caliphia's realm, California, likely originated from the same root, excuse me, root, fabricated by the author to remind the 16th century Spanish reader of the Reconquista, a centuries-long fight between Christians and Muslims that had recently concluded in Spain. Caliphia is pulled from the Arabic word Khalifa, which designates the religious leader of a Muslim state. No, the Wikipedia doesn't outright say Muslim, not immediately. But then notice the tip-off. Even the word California reminds us of a centuries-long fight between Christians and Muslims that had recently concluded in Spain. Perhaps the PC wing of the Intel department was hoping to cushion the blow. I decided on further reconnaissance within the Matrix, curious if anyone else would agree with the connection. And without ever mentioning California, this is what I found. Top search. Caliph. The civil and religious leader of a Muslim state considered to be a representative of Allah on earth. A caliph is a civil and religious leader of a Muslim state considered to be a representative of Allah on earth. We then read, many radical Muslims believe a caliphate will unite all Islamic lands and people and subjugate the rest of the world. But then notice what follows. Caliph. It matters little that there are several other variations, as the first five letters of California undoubtedly pronounce another clear spelling of caliph. And so, ask yourself. If Spanish explorers were going so far as to invent an island on a multitude of maps, why would the same concentrated effort double down in dreaming up an imaginative caliph state? Quite a lot of background noise, wouldn't you say? It's already sounding like California was an intel project from the very beginning. Considering how Islam is an obvious psyop originating with Rome, the branding of a caliph state is just one more piece to chuck into the evidence pile. All sides were being played. By the way, Queen Caliphia may have been a caliph, but she wasn't necessarily Muslim. Intel employed that word for their own uses and therefore could do whatever they wanted with it. Also, Queen Caliphia doesn't even show up into Montalvo's novel until somewhere about the halfway mark. When she does... A Muslim warrior convinces her to help him take back Constantine Noble from the Christians. She obliges. By the story's end, she returns to California a Christian. From the description given to us, the entire novel reads like an intel project. Queen Caliphia was black. 
In case you didn't know that already. I never want to assume. That's what it says. Black. Wherever this California island existed, and I think the case is becoming clearer by the minute that it's the modern day state of California, it was ruled by a black woman. Well, that's interesting, especially considering we have pictures of native blacks living in California's Yosemite Valley, circa 1870. Look again if need be. Take as long as you need. Black indigenous peoples were documented in California. On camera. The location of this photo is Yosemite Valley. I've been to Yosemite National Park likely a hundred times. I even lived in the valley for a time. The official narrative tells us that Yosemite was not discovered by European explorers until the late 1850s. This photograph represents one of the earliest attempts at documenting its inhabitants. Were these Miwok Indians? Or another tribe. I'm pretty sure they're the people whom we call today the Caliphians. We are not given one indication or clue that these are escaped slaves from the southern confederate states either. That should tell us something. Black people were already present in California. Kind of makes you wonder about the Buffalo Soldiers. Black people are almost entirely pimped out against their own people. You don't have to like it, but it is what it is. Prove me wrong. So, what was the deal? Approximately 500 Buffalo soldiers saddled up and strode about Yosemite and Sequoia at the turn of the century. Officially, their duties involved evicting poachers and temper thieves and occasionally extinguishing forest fires. As I was saying, black people are pimped out by their slave masters even today. So, why the exception to the rule? In plantation terms, enslaved black men were promoted to the position of driver by their master. It's how corporate slavery still works today. And one of the ways they keep us motivated to perform beyond the barracoon, always inspiring to become a police officer or the next Kim Kardashian. And besides, a military presence seems to indicate other activities beyond poaching. Why do the floorboards of Yosemite Valley look to be blasted by TNT? And what of the giant mummy discovered in a cavern near Bridalville Falls, holding her giant child? Also, where did all the black indigenous go? I spent much of my morning attempting to track down the location of this cave drawing, but to no avail. It is claimed to be a portrait of Queen Caliphia in the flesh. Impossible to verify. If only she offered her signature. I mean, we might as well unearth a cave drawing in Italy and tell everyone it's another portrait of the Mona Lisa. There are several websites containing the exact same elusive article which claims that over 100,000 cave and rock art pictures, symbols, and ancient artifacts can be found at Crystal Lake, California, which also lists it now as an army base. Hmm. Crystal Lake is in the Sierra Nevadas, just south of Sequoia. A cave with over 100,000 paintings would rival whatever they've got in France. I've been to Lascaux, and it only has the whereabouts of 600. All the cave drawings in Europe, 
probably don't add up to 100,000. With 100,000 cave drawings, you figure they turn the grounds into Queen Califia National Park by now, but no. Apparently, the said army base is there to hide the truth. Strange that they brought in a photographer and developed his role of film for the Intelnet. And then, there's her defense force of griffins to consider. 500, is it? That number is given to us elsewhere in the article, one paragraph down. We haven't gotten that far yet. Not a bad idea, too. I mean, the way to win any war is with air command. Seems to me like a defense force of local griffins, then, if they're trained to kill any man they found, would only be so successful as a single generation. Tell me again how Queen Califia and her army of women soldiers were supposed to make baby princess warriors without kings and princes then. It's why I keep playing the intel card. Yes, Queen Califia directs our attention to the Amazonian women of old, but our controllers only push the LGBTQIA plus question mark agenda whenever depopulation is scheduled on their clipboard of fun. It's how they burn down the house before rebuilding the framework again. Even Wonder Woman is an intel project. Whoever this Garcia Rodriguez de Montalvo was, he may have been doing the same thing. Edit. Montalvo explained in his novel that the women warriors would entice men to the island and have sex with them, but then kill them afterwards, like black widow spiders. Octopi do the same thing, you know. The male octopus will volunteer to copulate with the female, knowing his fate. When duty calls, I guess. There are smart octopi, however, who will store up sperm on his arm, launch it at the female, and then hightail it out of there like hell on wheels. A marine biologist gave me the talk once. That's how I know. If only Califia suitors had such dedication. Perform, lop it off, toss it at her like a hot potato, and then vamoose, taking up life as a eunuch elsewhere. The Griffins, of course, direct our attention to the imperial flag of Tartary. I'm not necessarily arguing in favor for or against the exoteric existence of Griffins in his story, particularly in the years leading up to the Millennial Kingdom reset. I have reasons to suspect they did, though. Flags everywhere bear the resemblance, even in China. That much is undeniable. In other news, our contemporary media works for the pharmaceutical companies and the mil military-industrial complex. If I have learned anything, it's that the media lies while selling their dribble as truth, whereas Hollywood is set up by Intel to dispense concoctions of poisonous drinks mixed with truth while selling the entire package as fiction. That's how they water down the message and make it trivial. What seems likely is that Montavo was doing the same thing. We have the media's version of history, and then we're offered works of fiction like Montavo, by which Queen Califia and her griffins were given permission to enter the narrative. Continuing with Wiki. Califia meets Rad Diaro a Muslim warrior who convinces her that she should join him in retaking Constantinople from the Christian armies holding it. Galifia, in turn, convinces her people to take their ships, weapons, armor, riding beasts, and 500 griffins 
and sail with her to Constantinople to fight the Christians, though she has no concept of what it means to be Muslim or Christian. Her subjects arm themselves with weapons and armor made of gold, and there is no other metal in California. They fill their ships with supplies and hasten to sea. Did I read what I think I read? Mm-hmm. I just reread it again for a certainty. It says gold, as in, there be gold in them hills. California gold. What are the chances that the very land named after a fantasy novel describing a land of gold would also create the biggest push for manifest destiny in American history because of gold? And to the caliph state of all places. I'd say they can't make this up, but they do all the time. I'm referencing the 1849 California gold rush in case you needed brushed up on your Illuminati history. I had earlier asked you to take a mental note of the California island being a terrestrial paradise. Time to pull it out of the filing cabinet, because California's curiosities only escalate moving forward. You see, California has another name, and it's the Golden State. In review, California was named by Spanish mapmakers in the 1500s, but only based upon a fictitious land of gold from a Spanish novel. Gold would then be discovered 300 years later, according to the official narrative, in the very state named after a fictitious kingdom of gold. It gets worse. Far worse. Next paragraph, we are told the Montalvo novel languished in obscurity with no connection known between it and the name of California made by English-speaking Americans. It wouldn't be published for the English-speaking world until 1864. Do the math on that. You may need to pull out the calculator again. It's some 15 years after the gold rush kickoff. How convenient. That's their way of telling us to keep our filthy paws off their draperies. Because nothing's getting pulled from the curtain rod on their watch. Never mind the fact that the county where gold was discovered by James Marshall is named El Dorado. Naming the land after another conquistador legend, are we? Ridiculous. One can only wonder if Califia and the Golden Chief knew each other. The most popular depiction of Queen Califia to date can be found in the Mark Hopkins Hotel in San Francisco. As you can see, a bare-breasted Califia is seducing the residents of his city with a nugget of gold. You know how it goes. Have sex and then off them. Notice how it's not a weapon or armor made of gold this time around. Nope. It's the only relatable form of gold. Its artist is none other than Maynard Dixon. 1875 through 1946. A man accredited with shaping our understanding of the American West in artwork, telling us he was an insider. His father was an aristocratic Virginia Confederate, and his mother the daughter of a well-educated Navy officer from San Francisco. I could speculate on his intel upbringing, but the Wikipedia does one better and lays it out there for anyone paying attention. Follow along. Second sentence. It says Dixon joined several prominent artists in a boycott of the Bohemian Club, revealing his alliances. 
Read the sentence carefully if need be. He wasn't boycotting the Bohemian Club as a secretive and satanic organization for the elite. No, he was boycotting their exclusion of his artist friends, telling us he was already a member. The year was 1926. I can furthermore tell you he was already a Bohemian Club staple at least 20 years before then. How do I know that? Because I did a little digging and found this picture for one. It's a pencil sketch of an unidentified Bohemian Club member. The date stamp is 1904. I found it for sale here on this link. $950 if you're interested. On the reverse is a written statement from Edith Hamlin Dixon, his widow, and reads, This unsigned work by Maynard Dixon is hereby authenticated as his, being from his personal collection left to his wife, Edith Hamlin Dixon, in 1946. Signed, Edith Hamlin Dixon. A sketch like that enlightens us to the level of trust which Maynard Dixon was offered from child-sacrificing 40-foot owl worshippers. That he could sit around doodling the mugs of those in attendance without giving away their secrets or their identities. Big boy on campus. You figure there had to be dozens of other similar sketches in 1904, probably hundreds over the decades. And where does a position like that land an artist? He becomes the face of the narrative, or one. Difficult to imagine any of his Western themes were committed to without an agenda at this point. Another of Wikipedia's claims has Califia manifested as the spirit of California. That's only slightly odd if the state of California is in no way related with the fictional island of California from Montalvo's novel. We might as well make Cleopatra of Egypt or Bernice, daughter of King Agrippa I and Princess of Yehuda, the spirit of California, while we're at it. In the same breath, we then read how she figures into the untamed and bountiful land prior to European settlement. Ugh. Is that Whoopi Goldberg playing Califia? She is playing Califia. Excuse me why I pause for another ugh again. But not just Califia. It is an idol of Califia which Whoopi is trapped in. Why is Whoopi's face manifesting in an idol exactly? Because Whoopi is pretending to be the goddess that comes alive from within. Reminding us once again that Califia is a recognized spirit of California. I wonder how many visitors remember the Califia Idol at California Adventures in Anaheim. Very few. California Adventures was grossly underpopulated in its first decade, and the attraction which she could be found in even more so. Golden Dreams. That's the show which housed Whoopi. Not even I could recall its name and needed help from the internet. Undoubtedly, it's one of Disneyland Resort's more forgotten attractions. I was able to track down a video of Golden Dreams on... Excuse me, I need more coffee. I was able to track down a video of Golden Dreams on YouTube, and it plays just like Califia's Wikipedia article, which is to say, we're bombarded with the same Illuminati-sponsored history involving the tired indigenous people who supposedly crossed over on the Smithsonian's invented land bridge, while Whoopi simultaneously exhumes the spirit of a pimped-out black goddess 
doing her usual part as an elite slave to snub any mention of what has been stolen from her people. It's all so underhanded. Even more brilliant was the original entrance for the Califia movie, a replica of the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco, which, in turn, was derived from the Panama Pacific International Exposition of 1915. Refer to the Maynard Dixon Wiki article and you'll find that he was greatly inspired by the said World Fair. What are they telling us? Perhaps Califia isn't simply a Disney princess deriving from the pages of a fantasy novel. Just as, just as assuredly as an architect's fingerprints did not design the original Palace of Fine Arts for the 1915 exposition. Elsewhere, a flag manufacturer distributed Griffin banners to people across the plain because people thought they looked neat, apparently. And then there's those map makers. Nothing to see here, as usual. Mm -hmm. 